doing? You're listening to the Shine the Five Method with CJ. I'm your host, Chris and N. James, aka CJ, the creator of the Shine the Five Method. What is that? You may be asking. It is a trusted system to help nine to five women push past mediocrity so they can shine in their own businesses. So if you are juggling a nine to five with a side business right now, then this is for you. Let's work together on breaking up with your employee mindset so you can be in the driver's seat of your life. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun, sometimes bumpy ride, but girl, I'll get you there. Joining me today is... Takia Prentice Cupid, aka TK, aka my homegirl. And she is the founder of Textured Hair EDU. I wait, listen, it's going to be a good conversation because we're going to be talking about she's another bustle to boss success story. And I remember us talking about this. So, taking how you know when it's time to take that leap of faith and just go all in in your business. But before we get into the conversation, I want to give TK a moment to shine and you tell us more about yourself, anything that you would like us to know. And thank you so much for being here with me today, girl. You take it away. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen, for having me. I'm so glad I was able to make this segment based. So as she wonderfully put it, I am the founder of Texture Care EDU, which is a virtual platform and also in-person training platform that offers curly and Afro hair education and is currently on a mission to build Canada's first curly and Afro hair curriculum for beauty schools in Canada. So that is a bit about the work that I do. And when I'm not that boss, I'll tell mm-hmm. you, I work as a hairdresser, which I love. I have my own clientele that I do services on color and textured services. So that's a little bit about what I do. Yeah, just in a nutshell. <laughs> you put it down like, yes, that's what I do. <laughs> but yes, like we, I mentioned in the beginning that you are one of my homegirls. We go way back before either one of us even started yeah. our entrepreneurial journey. But I remember getting that message from you saying, I just, I just quit my job. And I'm like, what, 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 what's happening right now? But you took that leap of faith and a lot of more women wish that they, they just had the courage to do that. But I knew that you had to work yourself up to that point. But so we're going to talk about that. Just how did yeah. you get to that point of like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to go all in and it's, everything's going to work out. Everything will be fine. You just knew, you just trusted your face took you through. It's so crazy that because that time when I quit my job back then, that was more of like, I feel like that was life's experiment for me. That around that time, I started my first business. I was on a mission to make wigs and extensions for women going through hair loss and chemo. Mm. But it's Mm. crazy because that was even before I went on the pursuit of being a hairdresser. I just, I, I was really passionate about hair and wig was kind of where I jumped in. And then when I started that business, I quit my job and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm all in. I want to do this. And it was like, it pushed me to hustle. But that was only the first time I quit my job to go uh, to pursue entrepreneurship. So that was interesting yeah. because more recently I quit my job again. <laughs> 
And that was like the reason I quit my job this time was because I decided to completely like end working for anyone else ever again. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that more recently, like, you know, things change. COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. happened. You know, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Right. But I feel like more recently thing, things were pushing me in a direction where it was like, you have to do this. You have to go independent because the the workforce is no longer the right fit for you. And I don't think it ever was the right fit. Yeah. So, yeah, I quit my job twice and I'm still standing. <laughs> you, you know what? Say that. You're still standing. But I love how, and I want to touch on, you said you never thought the, the the workforce was where you belonged. And I can, that completely resonates with me because I remember going into my corporate job and I just, I felt like, I wasn't a cubicle, but I felt like I was being placed in this box. And I remember just over the years, just, you might know about a couple of them, just trying different things to be able to, to take that leap and to walk away. Cause I'm like, this is not where I belong. This is not what I meant to do. And I know that a, a lot of women, if not every single woman listening, she, she feels that way, but you actually followed through and you just said, I, this is the only way. Did you have like, was it just you? taking literally a leap of faith because your faith and you just felt like God will carry me through. This will work out how it's meant to work out. Everything will be fine. And as much as it sounds like easier said than done, air quotes, it's it's something in your, was it something in your heart? You just felt like it was just the right time. Like what really kind of got you to the point of like, okay, TK, let's do this. So it's interesting because the first time when I quit to start a business, that was more a leap of faith. That time was just like, I'm going to just see what I can achieve. I'm going to see what I'm capable of doing. But more recently, this was not a part of plan at all. I just <laughs> could no longer bear the toxicity in, in my environment, in my workplace environment. And so it was definitely ahead of schedule. I was planning on, when I was planning on leaving the workforce, it was going to be to open my own salon. Okay. It looked like I'm going to open my own salon and my own business probably in the next five to 10 years. That was kind of where my mindset was, but it was, Mm -hmm. it seemed like just the energy around me wasn't fostering me or allowing me to be my, the best version of myself in the world. So then I was just like, I will no longer tolerate disrespect. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave and I'm going to jump and pursue entrepreneurship or pursuing hairdressing from home full time as a transitionary step to get me to that next place. So that's kind of what happened more recently. And it was, it was tough. It was, a mm. hard and I'm not even going to lie because like, and I'm still healing from mm. that whole, because I, I didn't leave my last employer on good terms and I wish that okay. I did. And I'm still kind of healing from it. However, more and more I'm proving to myself that I can do it. And it's just yeah. like a reminder. And it's just like, but you did it before. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You can do it again. Yeah. Yeah. But of course now, you know, back then I didn't have to pay rent. I was living at home. (laughs) Now now I I reeled in it. (laughs) Right. Now I have inventory to think of because I have to make sure I buy all of my hair products for my clients. And now I have to pay for software for bookings and all the, like all these kinds of things add to it. And, and another thing like, which I kind of, grasp in my like other business that I had to shut down was that business goes up and down like it's mm-hmm. weird even before our call I was reflecting on it, I was like 
damn, I made like $800 less this month than last one. And then instead of of like beating myself up about it, I'm just like, but I'm still making more than I did working for anybody else. So let's keep going. So just kind of like gives you the momentum. And when you actually know what you're doing it for, like other people have different reasons. Like some people do it for their family because realistically, like the workplace hours are not feasible for someone who wants to raise their children. So Mm -hmm. they you know, figuring out the type of business they want to start and pursue that. Like people have different reasons for doing it. And for me, I was just like, I know that I'm meant to do this. So I have to just keep going. And you know what? Even when things are slow, like, because I'm a big budgeter now, like I budget everything. <laughs> yeah. Even what's things real slow, it's just like, I'm still good. I, I'm still okay. You know? Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. And just that's for us to be able to just to entrepreneurs, just keeping it real. And I like to, as before we started recording, I mentioned like, I, I want to talk about the ugly parts because it's not easy. It's not easy to walk away or make the decision to walk away from that stability, quote unquote, stability of having a, a steady income and this knowing that, you know, in two weeks or in a month or semi-monthly or whatever that I don't even know how it's, it's all set up. You know, I'm going to get paid and I have this to worry about and I have this to think about. And as you mentioned, people have their families or their partners or their, their parents or whoever to think about that they're caring for. And that's what keeps a lot of us stuck in that setting or feeling like i I can't i can't leave this i need this but do you true (laughs) it's true and you know what's interesting that you say that like for me what was and i think that the whole imposter syndrome of it all just kind of distracted me from it but when i really look back at the whole situation i feel like not much has really changed right because i was fortunate enough to have a clientele that I could take with me, right? I also underestimated how many clients that I had. But the only thing that really changed for me was just being a little bit more intentional about how I present myself, how I market myself, just making sure I'm staying connected with those clients as opposed to like where when I was working for someone else, reception did that or the the, the salon owner did that. They would they would promote me. They would like refer me to to their clientele, whatever, whatever. Now I just have to take on that role. So that was the main, the main difference. But in terms of like everything else, like it's okay. Like I just have to be more on top of what my bookings are like. But yeah, yeah. Everyone has their own path too. Everyone does have their own path. And I'd like to talk about the difference, knowing the difference between a entrepreneur and a mentrepreneur. Mentrepreneur is a, a word I made up. I, I realized that nobody's using this. All right. I'll grab it. <laughs> but mentrepreneur is just like people like us who just say, I meant to do this. So even in those moments of, that I've talked about before on, on my show is those dark moments and those the tears, the tears that I've shed and the things not working out and trying this or trying that and people not signing up and people not noticing and working on the visibility and and not making as much money this month as it did last month and then two months from now and hitting a wall or things plateauing but through all of that still saying I'm gonna keep going because I'll be fine and that's what I always say like I'm like things always work out they all we worry about it so much but we don't give ourselves enough credit to say, yeah. I, I can do this. 
Like, who am yeah. I even trying to fool right now? I can absolutely do this. Does that resonate with you? <laughs> yeah, that definitely resonates. And the thing too is, it's just having that self belief. Like for me, like it's weird because like when you're when you're first starting like a business, sometimes it's hard to promote yourself. Sometimes it's hard to be like, yeah, I'm that girl, like, or yeah, I'm creating a change in this world, right? But I guess I've come to the place now where it's just like, hell yes, I am. And so it's just like that self belief kind of motivates me because it's just like. I'm going to make it because I know I'll make it right. Like I know that I will, I will persevere because I've already done that. And I know that there's this purpose of mine is so much bigger than me and it's going to help so many other people. So I'll figure it out as I go along and literally figuring it out as I go has been a part of my story because I'm just not seeing this kind of business in the world in or in Canada specifically. And so, and I also give myself grace in the fact that it's okay that you don't have it all together. And it's okay that you don't know a thousand percent about what you're doing. But what matters is that you're here and you show up every day and that you're taking different steps each time to get to where you're trying to go. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's true. It's so true. That's, that's self-belief. But you did also mention imposter syndrome. So let's talk about our buddy. We are our home, our home girl, the other home girl, imposter syndrome. That little voice that is like, who do you think you are? You're not good enough. There are other people who can do this. There are the people who have been doing this. Other people have tried this and failed or other people have blah, blah, blah. And it's constantly in because our voice is the first, the first voice we hear. The first and last voice we hear in the morning and at night. And then if we're that negative energy and we're not cheering ourselves on. So that self-belief, how do you overcome? Because I'm sure imposter syndrome, I say it all the time. I still have those moments. How do you overcome or deal with getting through those moments? of like, girl, who do you think you are? The thing is, is it's how you deal with it is to change the way that you look at it because all imposter syndrome is and all fear is, is just a reminder that you're growing and you're changing. And it's the way I look at imposter syndrome is kind of like when the the body like encounters a, a virus or a disease and then it puts up a self-defense mechanism to kind of like protect the body. Like that's what it naturally does, right? And I find that imposter syndrome is kind of like that. It's just that it's a reminder that you're in new terrain, that you're in a new environment and your body is just putting up its natural defenses to protect you or to what it thinks protects you. But, you know, just like anybody that gets a scratch or cut, you're going to heal from it. Right. So so one thing that I like to ask my imposter syndrome homegirl is what if I fail? So what? Yeah. No, like, is that the ultimate, like, that, that, is that the end? No. If I fail, I learn from it and I get back to exactly. and I proceed. But the, the fact of the matter is this, is that I've dedicated my life to doing this work. And so even if I stumble along the way or if I completely fail, I'm still going to preach the same thing. So it's just like, this is, like I'm in it for the long haul. And one thing too, is I find that, that imposter syndrome or even like tests, because I found that I got tested a lot. Those mm-hmm. things come up to, to, to also see if you're, if you're willing to stick through it, through the, the, the challenges of it all, because there's going to be a lot of challenges that you're going to face. 
um, but are you going to stick around or are you going to just throw in the towel and quit? Because mm. nothing worthwhile is, is going to be easy and it's going to take work and it's going to take a lot of finances and it's going to mm. take a lot of sacrifices, sleepless nights, worry. But then when you like drop your first course and people buy it, it's just like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did. That was, that was me. <laughs> yeah. And, I was and this, Yes, of course. Exactly. And like you said, it's, it's, isn't really failure. It's just a lesson because I feel like you, as entrepreneurs, <laughs> you got to try stuff. We take risks. Even in the definition, it's about taking risks and hoping to make some money. Like that's a rough definition, but essentially that's what an entrepreneur does. So in taking some of these risks, not everything's going to work out, but it's not everything is supposed to work out. It just, it helps you to give you that clarity. We're all looking for some kind of clarity on our mission and our purpose. And am I doing the right thing? Is this what I should be doing right now? Or what else can I be doing? We learn that through trying, trying exactly. and then quote unquote failing when failure is just as a lesson. It's just exactly. lessons that we learn along the way, but we have to be, to have that belief in ourselves we have to be like i i can do this <laughs> and right? also like failure might actually not be as bad as you think it is like yeah. i have probably failed several times on this journey in the last year <laughs> like yeah I've, to, I've had to go through like detours i've had to like what we were supposed to originally my first course that i that i did in june we were supposed to do that in january of 2021 and it got, because of COVID, it got sidebarred. We were supposed to use a specific venue and then they weren't responsive. So we had to pick a different venue, which was an Airbnb. We had to lug everything up four flight of stairs. They didn't have elevators. Like things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My website got delayed. It was supposed to launch in January, 2022. And it just launched May 1st. So it's just like, nothing is going to go the way you think. But yeah. you'll still you'll still see it through and it's not gonna change the outcome. Right. It's not gonna change the outcome. And we always I always talk about how we a lot of times we get caught up in the process and we mm -hmm. attach our worth to like what the outcome could be when really we we learn so much about ourselves through doing the things, through going through. And we also learn how resilient we are, a lot of us. Yeah. And this is, and unless you are a, a entrepreneur and you quit at the first sign of, of any kind of trouble, any kind of obstacle, then you just weren't meant to do it. And that's okay. We need people to be in the nine to five. Not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But if you are meant to do this, you are going to fail. <laughs> Right. So yeah. there are things that are just not going to work out. The most successful of entrepreneurs will tell you that they're, they're making the millions and quadrillions of dollars right now, but they did some stuff that did not work out in the beginning. And we have to be able to have that faith in ourselves to say, if I do this right now, I like to, I spin it. And I say, instead of saying or asking, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like what, like, what, like say, what is the best thing exactly that will happen when I do this? And it just that little shift alone will tell you that if you, if you really believe I am meant to do this, this is what I am supposed to be doing. I can't see myself doing anything else. The world needs me to do this right now. Yep. I think that's like 99% of the battle right there. And it's the 1% is just actually executing everything else. But then that yep. belief in yourself. So you said that you, 
you took a couple leaps, <laughs> a couple leaps of faiths. But in that, do you find or do you think, do you have those moments of like, trying or deciding and then backpedaling and then deciding and then backpedaling until you just got to the point where like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this right now. Because I know in the conversations that I have with my clients, they, and I, I always tell them, show yourself some grace. Like it can take three months. It could take a year when you actually submit your resignation. It doesn't have to be that you have this grand gesture of like, I'm quitting and walking out and blah, blah, blah. And you know, if you, if you don't, necessarily have to burn any bridges don't right but they get caught up in like the timing or they feel guilty about when they're going to do it and and you know they feel like they're in this this dead end and but they're stuck so for you like was it a whole process or just again that self-belief it's like i'm this is i'm i gotta do this and i gotta do this now so i'm going to <laughs> very good question so more recently it it was more like an SOS, like I had to leave. Mm-hmm. And I delayed the process as long as I could. Cause like I didn't think it's so crazy because like I didn't think it was gonna end up this way at all. Like I didn't think I would be working from home. Like I have my insecurities about working from home, like my fears, like what if serial killer comes in my house and of course I <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, of course. <laughs> and things like that do happen. However, so for me, I was just like, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. And then like, I just felt God just telling me like, girl, you have to go. You just have to go. And it was just like, okay, strike one. My, cause it's weird. Cause I quit two jobs in the span of six months. Okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I was not, I didn't feel safe. In those work seats. Okay. And I did okay. the reason I quit the first one was because I thought that the second one was going to be safe. And then the second one proved to not be safe. And I'm just like, oh my God, well, I have to. I'm like, I'm not putting myself through this again because it's literally like uprooting yourself, like for a third time, just for the potential for this thing to happen. And the interesting thing is like for anybody watching your podcast that worked in the beauty industry, like, the toxicity that I kind of like what I mentioned before is it's it's so prevalent and it's it sucks because like you go through like you don't you don't always know that you're going to be in the right hands when you move to a, a new salon. And when you're bringing your full clientele with you during that process, it's not easy. And then like they're still trying even to this day, they're still trying to teeth my clients for me. And I'm just like, you know what? I leave, I leave y'all in God's hands because I'm, because you build relationships and connections. And it was so disheartening too, because I was just like, what was the point of all of that? And I feel like the point was to show me or to teach me a lesson that I should have taken that, that jump and that leap sooner. Like after, after that first job, I should have just quit and just went independent. Right. I didn't need the second job to prove that I could do it, but I had that doubt like I was just but I need a space I need a I need a salon to do what I do I need like the legitimacy of it like it's just it's ridiculous at the end of the day because the, the true <laughs> servant comes from my hand right it's not mm-hmm. the space that I work in you can mold and create any space to be what you want it to be like I I don't want to go off a tangent but I just remember one of these like amazing podcasters and he's I call him like a filmmaker personally his name is Belief in fatherhood he's like really popular mm-hmm. on social media 
And he just documents his family and like them growing up and all that kind of stuff, especially like the black and the black father and mother kind of household environment. Yeah. Right. And he showed like a throwback of when he started his podcast in his garage and like just showing like everything, what it looked like to like him in his office building like years later and i'm just like see when he made that decision to quit and start he used the resources that he had right Mm. to make it happen to 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 facilitate the work environment that he needed and i felt like for me right now even though i didn't fully accept it i only recently accepted it like two weeks ago but (laughs) i didn't fully accept that i'm using the resources that i have and i'm using the space that I have to do what I need to do to get me to the next level. And even with what I'm using right now, I'm so blessed. Like I'm booked and busy. Like I'm mm. able to, I'm able to set my own schedule so that I can be a hairdresser, but also run my hair education platform. Like all these kinds of things. Like I'm using the environment that I have at my disposal to create the life that I want. And it's so liberating, but it's yeah. only like, coming on the other side of that now that I'm able to see it. But yeah, I had to literally be pushed in multiple directions before I was like convinced, like, yeah, I need to be an entrepreneur because this is not working. This is not the biz. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. I love it. I love it. And speaking of textured hair, EDU, I'm so like, if I wish you could see my face. I'm like, I have my face hurts. From the grin <laughs> that I, I so have happy. on my face, Thank but you. just I because I've seen like I know from like the very beginning we met randomly at some event like I don't even know how long ago ten years or whatever yeah to now like textured hair edu and it's creating a platform and using your voice and and your experience and it's really inspiring other women with with textured hair curly hair but black women what do you have just coming up what's going on what's what's what what's next you're just on this faith journey and it's working for you and you're taking life is basically your life is taking you on this journey and you're you're yep. experiencing it and you're like all right it's life like where which way which way now where to now but do you have anything coming up that we need to keep an eye out from from tk and, and detected Good here question. you next exciting thing that i didn't even th- like i again with the whole not part plan i was expecting this to happen maybe a year from now but my web developer is like no we can make it happen in like a week but (laughs) (laughs) the next thing that i'm working on releasing on the website are training kits training packages so basically what that means is because a lot of people ask me like every time i teach a class they're like what are you using like how where do i buy it like what how do i get it blah 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 so i've basically concocted my own kit that includes all of my favorite tools, products, all that kind of stuff. And then there's also a bonus like curly hair mannequin that comes with it so that hairdressers or anybody taking my classes can use it to practice the techniques on and stuff like that and have the hair care products they need to start implementing the services, whether it's their family member or their clientele. Because textured hair EDU is for anybody that wants to learn texture, not just hairdressers. So that's one thing. So you know, we've started working on the page for that, the web page on the website. And I'm just like, wow, this is actually happening. It's actually happening. Right. And then the, the training packages now are 
and it's it where I'm going to host all of my in-person training. So people like salons or businesses or schools that want me to teach, they can select the package on my website and then just book that service for me to come and facilitate it. So those are the, the main things that I'm going to be doing. And in the meantime, I'm going to be doing like a lot of networking. I'm going to try to do some vending opportunities this summer just to start, like just to meet the community and continue to talk about what I'm doing. And yeah, and I'm going to continue on and trek on until the world knows. Yeah, because it's what you're meant to be doing. You're doing it, walking <laughs> in your, your purpose. You're doing exactly what you're meant to be doing. And life, whatever lessons you need to learn along the way you're learning. And I just... Okay. Okay. All right, all, right, all right. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm super proud. And of course, everything will be any links, any new information will, will include it in the show notes so that if whoever wants to learn about textured hair or just follow you on your journey can do so. But before I know we have to start wrapping up, but before I let you go, and I know this was filled with nuggets. Do you have a, just a nugget to share with somebody who is sitting in a position that Takia 10 years ago was sitting in this unfulfilling nine to five. Like, do, do you have something to remind them or something to carry that you feel will resonate with them that they need to remember right now? Yeah. I would say to them that if, if you're going through that position where you're torn between like starting your dream and working for someone else that you deserve to live a fulfilled life. And if your environment isn't offering that to you right now, you deserve the opportunity to see the potential that you have to create magic in this world because not only will it be a fulfilling life for you, but it will be fulfilling for other people. And there's people that will benefit from the giftings that you have. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And I thank you very much for sharing that with me and being here today. I knew that it would, we'd have a great conversation and we would flow and God bless you and you continue to do your thing. I'm rooting for you, cheering for you, proud of you every step of the way. My heart is like ready to burst right now. So, so I'm rooting for you and I know that you will continue to grow and it'll be amazing. And I can be like, I knew her when. <laughs> I remember her when, but thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that's it for now. Question, what was your biggest takeaway? I'd love for you to share your thoughts in a review and better yet, share this with a friend that you believe needs to hear this. If you are ready to make your side biz your main gig, which means taking center stage so you can shine in your business, I invite you to connect with me. My website is kristenandjames.com or you can find me on any social media platform at kristenandjames. Take care until next time. And as I always say, have a sparkling day.